Hi, welcome back to Bookmates Podcast with Jenna and Morgan, where we share our unfiltered thoughts on our favorite spicy romance books. This week, we will be discussing our least favorite romance tropes in books. So if you've listened to our favorite romance tropes episode, this one's going to be very similar. We're just going to be sharing our least favorite tropes. Um, and we're also going to give you guys examples of books that match that trope. And some of these books um, that we're going to give you guys examples of, even though it's like not our favorite trope, some of these books we absolutely love. And then there are some books that we're going to talk about that we didn't love so much. So we'll give you guys kind of a mix of both. Um, but in case you haven't listened to our previous tropes episode, we wanted to share with you guys like what is a trope? What does that term mean? So a trope is a specific theme, character arcs, or settings that are used in literature to convey a message. So examples of tropes would be like friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, found family, forbidden taboo, insta-love. Um, things that kind of give you the theme of the book. So we're really excited to talk to you guys about, um, you know, our least favorite tropes and also give book examples. And as Jenna says, uh, one man's treasure is another man's or no. one man's trash. <laughs> yeah. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So just because we don't love this trope, maybe you love it, right? And we can give you some book recs for that trope. So excited to dive into that. But before we do, as always, uh, we want to tell you guys something good that's going on in our lives. And I actually think Jenna and I have the same tell me something good this week. We so Jenna, do, do you want to share? Yes. Um, technically, it's Morgan something good, but we're sharing it because it's both of us for the podcast. So good for us. Um, our something good is that we will be working with and collaborating with an author, one of our favorite authors that we love so much. Um, tomorrow, we're recording with her. And we love her books. We love um, her as a person. She's really sweet. Um, and it's, we're really excited about it. Um, I, I message a lot of authors and I talk to like many authors are very willing to converse, especially indie authors. Would you agree, Morgan? Like indie authors are yeah, really for easy sure. to like contact a lot of the time. And especially if they have an Instagram, sometimes if they don't have an Instagram where there are, and there are a few authors that we like that don't have Instagrams, which I find very strange, <laughs> but, um, the, when they do have Instagrams, it's so easy to like connect with them. And I think they know that. Um, also, if you don't know, a lot of authors have like Facebook groups that you can be a part of. So like if you're interested in like joining Facebook groups and like if you love an author, like a lot of the time, especially indie authors, they do have Facebook groups where they like interact with people and you're kind of in like a community with that author. So just mm -hmm. putting that out there. But um yeah. This author, she's really sweet. I've messaged her before. She's like super nice. Um, I would consider myself someone who talks to her like pretty frequently. Um, I, I'm like a troll. Like I love her so much and I love her book so much that I feel like I troll her life. And like, I look at her stories a lot to like find other people. And that's how I find like other people on Bookstagram is I'll look at the stories of authors that I love and see who they share. And then I find those people and I follow them. <laughs> and that's how I've like built my like who I follow and like my feed of people on my Bookstagram so that like you know, like I'm engaging with people that like have similar interests to me. Right. But we're really excited about that. Aren't you so excited, Morgan? I am so excited. And I've only conversed with this author through um, like Instagram messenger. So tomorrow is going to be like my first time to actually have a conversation with her like face to face or virtually. Um, so I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited that like I might not sleep tonight. Like I'm going to fangirl. I cannot wait for this. And to give you guys a little hint, because we don't know exactly when this episode is going to drop. Um, this author has written our favorite duet. Oh so my gosh. that probably tells you guys who we're talking about. But <laughs> also just just a quick disclaimer before we continue on with this episode. Um, Jenna and I schedules kind of aligned perfectly. Um 
recently we both have about two weeks off of work so we're trying to record um, and get as many episodes as we can kind of in the bank so that way if we're having a crazy week we can still release an episode for you guys so we don't know exactly when this is going to drop but um you're listening to it now so you'll get to hear about our, our our least favorite trope so let's go ahead and dive in um the first least favorite trope that we want to talk about is miscommunication. Yes. Um, so miscommunication. <laughs> Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, I hate this trope. I really hate this trope. It's like my le- like out of all tropes, it is my absolute least favorite trope. I agree. I feel like this trope is like the crux to other tropes I hate. Like it leads to other things I hate, which we'll talk about more as this episode progresses. But I feel like almost always miscommunication is like the leading factor in many of these other tropes. Right. And I hate it. Like I hate that adult characters because we, I mean, like Morgan and I mainly read like adult like romance like spicy romance we don't read like high school age romance like it's just like not our vibe at least not now like maybe previously but not now would you agree yeah totally like for the most part like it is adult romance um and so like when adults can't communicate and deal with their issues in books And, like, it becomes, like, a whole thing that can last, like Morgan has said before, like, up to the entirety of the book. It is, like, the worst. Like, it makes me see red. I get Mm -hmm. so angry. And I hate when it's, like, and I think Shannon said this before. I hate when there's, like, no reason for it. Like, there's absolutely no reason for miscommunication. The author has just, like, plopped it in to be, like a stressor for us as the readers. So like, I I just, I just hate it. I can deal with miscommunication to a certain extent, but when it carries on throughout the entire book, I can't do it. Like that's when you lose me. I'm like, okay, like let's have a conversation. Let's get the plot moving because I feel like a lot of the times miscommunication like holds the plot up, not in every book. But in a lot of books, it does that. Let me just give you an example, just quickly, just a sidebar. I'm listening to the Taking Care series. Yes, guys, right now, I'm as I'm recording this, I'm still listening to this series because it's, I mean, it's so good. But like, I was just messaging Shannon yesterday and I was like, I love this series so much because every time you think there is going to be a conflict there isn't like it is handled like adults should handle it they communicate there might be like a little bit of like feeling upset which is absolutely understandable but then they communicate and they move on like it is so good and like I love that like it makes me so happy and I didn't realize how happy I felt until I was like experiencing this book and I was like this book is perfect like I Mm -hmm. love all the tropes and there's no miscommunication and so like Highly recommend that series if you like M.M. and Daddy King because it's great and there's a lot of communication. But getting back into tropes we don't like. Miscommunication. So this is an example of, so here's a book that has a miscommunication trope. Okay. And let me preface this by saying like Megan or Morgan's, why did I call you Megan? Oh my gosh. I'm like. (laughs) I get that all the time. Hey, that's just payback. That's payback for me calling you Gina for like literal weeks. I literally have never thought of you as Megan in my whole life, but I guess now you're Megan. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So Morgan and I have, I forgot what I was even going to say, but like Morgan and I really love this book and oh, so let's preface this by saying like many of these books we do enjoy. Like we like these right. books. The tropes are just not for us. Like we don't like the tropes and therefore it's just like, I wouldn't read the book again. So mm-hmm. this book, it's really good. It's by an author. We both love C.E. Ricky. Um, it's called, the book is called don't you dare, but it has a miscommunication trope that like, I just didn't enjoy. And I have messaged C.E. Ricky before and I've like talked with her and she, I've told her like this out of all of her books, like this one, 
is my least favorite, like quote, least favorite. Like it's not the one that I enjoy the most out of her. And that's right. okay. Like I don't have to love every book by authors I love. Um, I, I still liked the book. The book is fine. It's just not my favorite. And it's because mm-hmm. of this trope that I really don't enjoy it. Um, there's just like, it. <laughs> I think it's also because like the characters build such like a, connection and a relationship together and um it's it's friends to lovers too yeah like you spend this you like up to 90 to 95 percent of the book these relationship or these characters are building like the a best relationship, relationship with each other and then something happens at the end that you're just like fuck like it like for like, me, like it didn't ruin the entire, fuck. it did not ruin the entire book for me, but it did kind of ruin the ending for me. And I, I don't want to get into it yet. Cause Jenna and I are going to talk about it. Um, when we, when we talk about the rest of our tropes, but there's another trope at the end of this book that kind of just tanked the book for me. And I'm still so upset about it. So again, another example, this is an example of a book where the miscommunication leads to a shitty trope, like another shitty trope. So this, this book has multiple that we're not like fans of, but again, like 95% of this book is absolute pure gold, but right. It was also my responsibility as a reader to, like, know the tropes going in if I had, like, a hard no on a trope. Yeah. So, like, that's on me for not doing that. And I tend to do that. Like, I go right. into books blind. Like, I love this author. I wanted to read all her books. And I stand by reading it. Like, I, I enjoyed Absolutely. most of the book. But, like, Someone that could trope... literally ask me right now. They could say, hey, should I read Don't You Dare by C.E. Ritchie? I would say yes. And I would say, absolutely. It is so good. But here are the tropes in it in case yeah. you don't like it. I would be like, be prepared for the last, like, 10 to 5% of the book to, you know, to go a different direction. But would I recommend this book to, like, my friends? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. The book has fabulous writing. Like, C.E. Ricky's writing is so good. Yeah. Her, the way she builds relationships is so good. And so, and the like. Smut. And the smut is so good. So Her good. spicy scenes are fabulous. So, like, I love the book. I, 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 I like the book. I love the characters, but that last 10%, it isn't for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just isn't. Yeah. So would I reread that book? Probably not because of the tropes. But again, I should have read ahead. And if I had like a hard mm-hmm. no on a trope, I should have known that going in. But I go into books blind. And that's like kind of like the risk you take when you do that. With right. Books. Yeah. I agree. I like to go into books blind too. And then sometimes you suffer fun. the consequences at the end. Sometimes it's like... like the best thing you ever did. And sometimes right. it's not. <laughs> yeah. So another book that we want to add under the miscommunication trope, very popular book, November nine by Colleen Hoover. Um, Jenna and I both actually really enjoyed this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a huge miscommunication that is going on in this book that leads to kind of the fallout at the end. So this book follows Ben and Fallon. And so basically very similar to don't you dare, they are building a relationship throughout this entire book. You're so invested, but you find out that Ben is like hiding a secret from Fallon and it is like a life-changing secret and so basically he like falls for her and he's like holy shit like what if I tell her this and then it all goes to shit but I mean either way you know it's going to right because he's been keeping something from her so the miscommunication is kind of the plot in this book but at the same time you're like damn like if if he would have just been open with her about this in the beginning they probably would have you know, not even ran into the situation. So that's another one with a huge miscommunication trope. But I will say I love this book. And Jenna, I, have I think to, you like it I a have lot too, right? on this book that, um, okay, so just, um, just to be transparent, this is the second time we're trying to record this because we had some technical difficulties. So we did talk about this book already <laughs> on our first recording. Um, Morgan and I are literally the worst. <laughs> I feel like we say this every episode, like, whoops, something went wrong. But, um, so I have some thoughts on this. 
So thinking about November 9, it has some tropes that I don't like overall, but I like in this book. So there are time jumps in this book, but that is like clear as day in the um, little synopsis that you give. Like, you know that there are going to be time jumps. So that's fine. Right. Miscommunication is kind of the premise of this book, like you said. And I feel like it's okay because of how it's done. And then also, mm-hmm. I feel like in this instance miscommunication like it had to happen in this story like in other stories and books that I don't like there like I feel like there was no need for the miscommunication but the miscommunication is like the premise of like the conflict of this book like it wasn't just like miscommunication led us yeah like it's truly the trope of this book like this book wouldn't happen without the miscommunication right because like there's like a big conflict but like that conflict had to come to light like it wasn't something that didn't have to happen it had to happen so like it's just like that's just the way the story goes so if you really don't like miscommunication don't read that book but I actually like the book Mm -hmm. at least when I read it I haven't read it in a long time but I liked it when I read it and I didn't mind it but again I think it's Mm -hmm. because of the necessity of those tropes. Right. Yeah. For that yeah. Story. So we, we really liked, uh, we really liked November nine by Colleen Hoover. And like I said, you know, if you like miscommunication or maybe if you don't like it, but you can handle it, um, would definitely recommend it. Um, so moving on to our wait, next just trope. Before we move on. Sorry, Morgan. I wanted to also say just for don't you dare some other tropes in that book, in case you are interested in reading that book um it is friends to lovers it is um it's a college romance and they're experimenting and kind of by awakening via dare so I just wanted to give like some a little mm-hmm. bit more information on that book in case you are interested in reading it because it is a really good book um but yeah. just so you guys have a little bit more info on that one yeah lots of good tropes in that book um, but moving on to our next trope we wanted to talk about was friends to lovers and I'll get us started on this one so the first book we wanted to talk about was people we meet on vacation by Emily Henry. And I will be very honest. I know that this book has like a cult following people love it. Um, I did not love this book. And I guess first, let me say like why I don't love friends to lovers. Um, It's not that I, it's not that I hate it. Like I've read a lot of friends to lovers books, but I am just such an enemies to lovers girl. Like Mm -hmm. I love the tension. I love the angst, the hate, like when characters are like, I hate you, but you know, they like actually love each other and they like want each other. And just like the buildup in those books is what I crave. I I love enemies to love. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's one of my favorites. And I just feel like, a lot of the times in friends to lovers, you miss that. Um, but people we meet on vacation by Emily Henry, it's kind of like friends to strangers to lovers because they, they have a little bit of a break in their friendship. Um, but they're just like, you know, it's not that like, this is a bad book. It's a really cute, fun and quirky book. Like they are truly like such great friends, which makes you understand why they would, you know, in in the future be in a relationship together like they are hilarious together they have all these inside jokes like their banter is fun but that's not like what I look for in a romance book like I want there to be true banter like true hate true tension and angst and I felt like I really missed it in this book and I also felt like this book just like really dragged for me so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a favorite of mine I would agree. Like, I read the book. It was, like, fine. Friends to Lovers, like Morgan said, is kind of just, like, a meh for me. Like, I just, like, I just feel like it's been done so much. And, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. I mean, so is Enemies to Lovers. But, like, I just, like, feel like, of course, like, they're going to fall in love because they're best friends. And blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just, like, meh. Like, I don't, it's, I could take it or leave it. It's just not my fate. Yeah. But like people we meet on vacation It also, it's like so drawn out. It just like, mm-hmm. there is miscommunication in it. It's just like, I've, okay. I personally, and I know Morgan, I don't think you've read Beach Read, but Beach Read is like the better version of people we meet on vacation. Like I like Beach Read so much more. <laughs> so 
that is the book I would read if you were looking for like that kind of book personally. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just not my fave. But to move on to another Friends to Lovers book, this is a book Morgan and I love. We love, love. this book. We did a whole episode on it. It's Him by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy. So if you want more in-depth details of like what we love about the book, our reviews of the book, definitely listen to that episode. It's episode six. Um, and again, it's Him by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy. But... This book follows Jamie and Wes, and they basically it's friends to strangers to lovers, which is similar to people we meet on vacation. Same kind of mm-hmm. trip. Friends to strangers to lovers. Um, they were friends when they were younger. They it could be almost a second chance romance because they there is like an interaction that could be classified as such, but like I feel like it's pushed aside in their point of views and like, they don't really acknowledge it a lot initially. So like it could be second chance, but it's basically friends to lovers. Um, They met when they were younger. They um, play hockey together. It's a hockey romance. It's male, male. Um, And there's forks proximity, which we love. And um, I feel like it's friends to lovers done very well. Um, there is, right. still, and it's probably because of the stranger aspect as well, but I feel like it mm-hmm. gives us a little bit of that, like, angst, like, ooh, like, what's going to happen? They're, like, rekindling this friendship, and then, like, um, it's just, the way that it's done is beautiful, and it's a great story. It's spicy, and um, I really loved it, so. Yeah, I loved it. That is it, definitely one of my top one of my top reads of all time. It's a it's a great book. Um, it's a great series. There's well, it's two books, so I guess it's a duet plus a novella. Um, and definitely read it if you haven't read any MM. I feel like we say this every episode because we talk about it a lot. But if you haven't read any MM male male romances, um, definitely look into him because it's yeah. a really good like first time romance. Mm-hmm. Um, for first time male male book. Um, I would also say Don't You Dare is like on that same level where it's like college and like experimenting and um it's sweet but like spicy so like I really love that book um and we both do so definitely check out that episode we did if you want to know more about it um the next trope the (laughs) the next trope that we're going to talk about is a pregnancy trope um (laughs) the very famous I feel like this is a very famous book that has this trope and I feel like a lot of people hate that this trope is in it it would be Twilight by Stephanie Meyer now guys this is YA this is a YA book so this isn't um a spicy adult romance book but I feel like we like had to talk about it because (laughs) I love Twilight Morgan you love Twilight Twilight is like Twilight is something that we like love. I feel like it's just like monumental and like nostalgic and it kind of like just like when you were a reader when you were younger like for our generation like for a millennial like that is like the book. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of the books. But I hate Renesme more than life itself. Like I hate her. I hate her existence. I felt like she didn't need to exist for the book to be great. I felt like they didn't need that for their happily ever after. And I feel like I hate that in that particular series, like Bella always talks about how she like, doesn't know if she wants to be a mom or doesn't want to be a mom or like, she's okay with not being a mom. And then like, you just shove a baby down the throat. Right. Right. You just have to put a baby in there. Like she said she was fine. She was like happy with her life. Why can't like a woman just be happy not having a baby? Like yeah. I hate that about society and like books. Like they right. people don't need to have babies. This is like a whole different thing. But like this is why I hate it so much. Like you don't have to have a baby to be happy in a relationship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not your so opinion. I kind of, I kind of have a different take on this. So the reason that I didn't necessarily love when Renesmee happened is because it happened so fast. Like oh. enjoy like being married for a little bit, like enjoy <laughs> your husband, you know, like it just happened so fast for her, but okay. Here's why I don't mind this trope in twilight and then there's another fantasy book out i don't want to spoil anything but there's a huge fantasy series out right now where a similar thing happened a baby comes along and a lot of people like weren't happy about it but 
I don't mind it because they were already like committed to each other in love. They decided to get married and this baby happens, right? The reason I don't like the pregnancy trope a lot of the time is because I feel like these two people are together, a baby comes along and then they feel like they have to make the relationship work for this baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you're like, oh, like, are you actually together because you love each other and you've made that choice or are you together so you can like make it work for the child? You know, like, that's why I don't love the pregnancy trope because I feel like it just... See? It takes away from like the raw love for me. But if they if they've already decided like, you know, they're married, they're in love, like they want to spend this life together, like it's different. But I just hate like when they're not really committed, a baby comes along and then they're like, oh well, guess we better make See, this work because now we have a child. I don't mind if characters have babies like I feel like a lot of the books I read end with them having families it's not about having the family the pregnancy trope for me is the pregnancy trope that's shoving a pregnancy in my face when like the characters never wanted explicitly a kid like I don't think that's necessary I don't think that Renesmee ever had to happen because Bella said she was fine with not having a kid but like Mm -hmm. I feel like whatever like I just like I hated it like I hated that we were like given this baby that nobody like needed the only person who wanted this baby was Rosalie like that's the only person (laughs) who wanted this baby yeah like it just made it makes me upset and also it just I get so angry thinking about the actual details of this baby coming to life because it makes no fucking sense and I know it's a fantasy world but still. we're going to do a whole episode where we talk about Twilight. So I don't want to go too far into a deep dive. But the CGI on Renesmee oh in the movie my God. is the worst thing I've it ever is, seen. That thing, I would see that face in my nightmares. Like, I just need to know, like, who approved that? Who watched who that and said, that? who it's said, the last movie. Not what only that, but this is like a multi-million dollar franchise and someone looks at that and says this is great we're gonna put this in theaters for millions That's of people what to I'm watch saying. it's the last like, two movies and you made this bit this kid look like fucking shit like you couldn't do better than that the wolves look better like, it was what terrible doing it was horrible nightmares absolute nightmares horrible but anyways yeah. so twilight has the pregnancy trope um and i don't like that trope in that book so another book with a pregnancy trope I actually haven't read this book but I've seen it all over bookstagram it's it's um, part of the off-campus series by L. Kennedy. Um, it's called The Goal and it does have a pregnancy trope so I haven't read it but if you're looking for like a, a book that has a pregnancy trope if you enjoy that trope um the goal by l kennedy is another I've recommendation read that book, but i couldn't tell you what it's about but it does it does have the pregnancy trope at the end but it's like not the first i like the deal is the first book right yeah yeah yep. so like that was mm-hmm. the only one i really i feel like remember liking from that series when i read yeah. it but um, i think the goal is the fourth book in that series and it has a pregnancy trope so yeah, no, um no Yeah, so there's a wreck if you like the pregnancy trope, but the next trope we want to talk about that we don't love is the amnesia trope, Mm -hmm. and before we talk about this book, have you read Ache by Marley Valentine, Jenna? No. Okay, okay. But I know that that this trope is in there because we've talked about it, because I do want to read it, and I know that it goes along with unwanted. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. So... This may be, if you have not read this book, it may be a little bit of a spoiler, but I will try to keep it as non-spoiler as possible. And let me just say, well, first, let me explain what the amnesia trope is. If you've never heard the word amnesia, basically what it means is something happens between two characters or something happens in general and then maybe the character gets in an accident or they've had like head trauma or something and then they forget what happens Mm -hmm. so like basically and I think of like amnesia and like anesthesia like you go under (laughs) and then you wake up and you're like wait like no time has passed what happened (laughs) like that's kind of what happens so a book that relates to this and let me just say I love Marley Valentine. She is one of my favorite authors, but Marley is so cool because she's like, look, if you don't 
like one of my books or if you don't like something that happens in one of my books, like that's fine. Like we're not always going to love every book. Like I love how Marley's so cool like that. And I've even like talked to Marley about this part, but this book is Ache by Marley Valentine. It is an MM kind of like emotional wreckage type of book. It does end with an HEA. I will say that. Um, but these two characters in this book are building like the most beautiful relationship with each other. And there is a specific scene that kind of goes on for a couple of chapters where it is the most like beautiful, intimate, some of the best spice I have ever read, like ever in an MM book. And then an accident happens and one of the characters totally forgets it totally forgets it and I remember when that happened (laughs) I remember when that happened I was like he's gonna get his memories back he's gonna remember he's gonna remember and he doesn't because it's the amnesia trope and it ends happy it is a great book would absolutely recommend it to anyone who enjoys mm but that (gasps) part kills me it kills me because I'm like how he's never going to remember like that beautiful moment that they not moment moments like that happened together like it's just gone it's poof it's out of his memory and it kills me (laughs) guys we love marley valentine so much just like we love ce ricky but sometimes you just don't like a trope and i'm gonna read eight because i'm determined to read every one of marley's at least mm books because i know she has some mf ones but that isn't my journey. Yeah. Right. So I actually take back what I said. So Jenna said miscommunication was her, like, I guess most least favorite trope. And I agreed with her, but actually I would have to say, I think amnesia is my absolute least favorite trope. I hate amnesia. I, I hate really hate amnesia too, but like, I hate miscommunication more because miscommunication can be resolved. Like you don't like, I feel like sometimes amnesia, if it's in the story, this is for me personally, I'm not asking you to like agree with me, obviously, but like um, miscommunication for me is like, it's completely avoidable. But yeah, I know I blow everyone's eardrums out all the time when I'm talking and I know that I'm super loud sometimes. So I'm super sorry guys. Like I, I'm so loud and I try to tone it down and you don't know this because you obviously like are just listening, but Morgan knows like I have to turn down my volume like (laughs) when I'm editing because I do the editing. So like I have to turn us down and then Morgan's like, I'm so quiet. And I'm like, Morgan, no, like we're very similar. You might be like slightly louder, but overall I'm the one hurting people's ears. So I'm really sorry to all of our people love that about you though jenna they love that you're unhinged and that you're feral don't know if that's (laughs) i love that about you (laughs) my mom says that my voice is squeaky and like annoying she tells me that my she it's too early for her to talk to my squeaky voice so sorry about that guys um but yeah so amnesia trope sucks (laughs) agreed 100% Okay, so our next trope is going to be time jumps. (laughs) Again, I feel like miscommunication leads to this trope. I feel like Mm -hmm. oftentimes when there's miscommunication in a book, it often leads to time jumps that I hate. Um, A great example of this is a book that Morgan and I just read, Bad Wrong Things by C.P. Harris. Now, okay. Here's the thing, like there are like a few time jumps at the beginning that I can forgive because it's kind of like, so we start, so basically like the book starts off like the first chapter or it might be the prologue, I don't remember off the top of my head. The first part that you read is like them, like current day, quote unquote current day, I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see me. Um, and then like the next chapter, which I, I believe it's the prologue then chapter one is like the characters um in the past and it's kind of like you kind of like see it like kind of like a movie where like they're kind of like going through their life and it's like pretty seamless wouldn't you agree Morgan like those first couple of chapters like like you see them younger but then like it very like nicely melds into like that current day again or close to that current day and that was fine for me what 
annoys me about the book is that then there is like several time jumps after that fact where one of the jumps is what eight years yeah there's like a six to eight year time jump an eight year gap and basically like and I knew this going into the book so like I really can't be mad at it but like I'm mad at it anyways and it's just like again like a book that doesn't have the tropes that I enjoy but um Mm -hmm. although it's it's spicy and it's good in that sense. Um, and this is mail mail, by the way, guys. Um, I yeah. like to, I, we like to tell you when it's mail mail because we know not all of our listeners read mail mail and like, you don't want to, like, if you don't want to read mail mail, totally understandable. We just like to disclaim that. Um, right. Um, but, uh, what, what happens is, is like, there's this big jump and like, it is a hard earned happily ever after and it literally says that in the synopsis so I knew this but what I didn't know is that that author was the most truthful author there was like yeah it's a huge time jump it's it's the biggest time jump I've ever read it's this happily ever after literally doesn't happen until like the last chapter Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like yeah it's and not, another just... another book with a time jump, and we've we've talked about this one, Don't You Dare by C. E. Ritchie. So I know for Jenna, like the miscommunication was really mm-hmm. what at the end of the book, what she felt like kind of ruined it for her. For me, it was the time jump. And the reason that I don't like time jumps is because you guys know this about me. Like I love like the passion, the emotions, mm-hmm. like the you're the one for me like I'm all about that and I feel like if you can go (laughs) six to eight years and this is going back to bad wrong things this isn't relating to don't you dare but like if you can go that long without the person who's your quote-unquote soulmate who's like the person that you can't live without then like are they really your soulmate like if you can go that long of a time jump and then also like Going to Don't You Dare by C.E. Ritchie, or Ricky, I, that's going to be hard for me to, re- it's a to, hard to change switch. that. It's a really hard <laughs> switch. Yeah. So if you've listened to our previous episodes, we thought her last name was pronounced Ritchie, but it's actually pronounced Ricky. So I'm going to have to get used to that. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get used to that. So um, in that book, there is like a, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like a three-month time gap. I mean, it's pretty long. Yeah, it's a long time. And I think like where that bothers me is as we stated earlier, when we were talking about this book, is you spend like 90 to 95% (laughs) of this book reading about this relationship, watching it build up, seeing how beautiful they are together. Like even even the yeah, like even the spicy scenes were so good, be- not only because they were hot, but because these two are just like fired together. Like it's so good. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, like peace Literally, out. Literally guys, like a snap of the fingers, a snap of the fingers and they're like miscommunication by three yeah, months later. I just, and like, you're just like, I'm- what? Right. And if you have been through, okay, I know Jenna has, I know I have, and a lot of our listeners probably have. When you have experienced your first heartbreak with someone that you are in love with, like it's hard to eat. It's hard Mm -hmm. to sleep. Like you can't, you're not a normal human being. The bad butterflies. And so it's like, how do you just go like three months? And there's some other shit that happens in this three months that just pisses me off. And And I'm not going to say it. And then it's just a HEA. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here I am. Oh, it's okay. HEA. And I'm just like, you didn't even earn, you didn't even earn the forgiveness of this character. Right. Yeah. Like it almost needed to be a duet. Like it almost truly needed to be a duet. Because how do you recover from that? I would have so invested in that duet just because I would have forgiven it more if there was like a cliffhanger. And then like the second book was him earning it back because he didn't deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. So now what I can get with, I will say this. So if you've read Wit by Cora Rose, this is, in my opinion, like short time jump done right so like mm-hmm. there's a falling out at the end of the book they spend like a week apart or so and then finally like they come to each other's doorsteps and they like haven't eaten they haven't slept mm-hmm. they've lost weight like you could tell like just after one week apart like they are 
literally not surviving in life. And like, that's what I want. Like, I want to see these characters like fucking like ripped apart. Right, Guys, by it being taken like away from their significant on other. Except like we're not. Like literally, like if someone asked me, should I read that book? I would say yes. I would say these yes. are the tropes in it. Just be forewarned if you don't like them. Like I wouldn't like go in blind to it if you don't like those tropes. But right. like, um, I would recommend it. Great writing, but oh, like, absolutely. Just, like, st- I I personally and I love C. E. Ricky. I love her so much, and like. I'm like anxious. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna hate me for saying this. She won't. She's so sweet. But no. like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read that book again. It's just not yeah. my fave. It's not my fave. And Let like, me just no... say this. <laughs> Let me just add this, okay? Ce could write a grocery list, and I would recommend. I it to would all of my read friends. the shit I out of her yes. grocery list. Also, I have the most books. So the most books I have by one author is C.E. Ricky. I have the most of her books. I have multiple copies of her books. Like mm-hmm. she is probably my favorite author. Okay. I but that this her. just goes to show like there's going to be books that you don't love every trope and that's okay. No. And that's you know? okay. And you know what? Like I know I like I say that I'm like nervous. I know C.E. doesn't care. And I've messaged her and I've told her about this book. Like I have I have literally guys written out like a ranked list of like my favorite to least favorite of her books. And like, don't you dare mm-hmm. was the last one. And it's atypical. people love. Don't you dare. It's her best selling book and it's her newest book and it's mm-hmm. her best selling book. But like, yeah. that's just the way it goes. People love miscommunication. It's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so moving on to our next trope, second chance, I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of let Jenna take this one over because <laughs> number one, like I, I guess I don't really mind a second chance. I've never really like read a second chance book that like bothered me. And also the books that we have in this list, I haven't read any of them. So, okay. so like I, second chance for me is like friends to lovers. Like, it's just like, like it's just not my favorite I'm like wait can I'm you say like, that again Jenna mer, mer, mer. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like it's just like mer. like I just like blah. like I just like don't care for it because it's just like boring I wish but... I could see Jenna's facial expression <laughs> when she says mer. did you take a picture of me I can't see you I right need now. to don't take a picture of me I look so rough right now guys it is unreal how bad I look but and I say this, but one of these books is like my top book of a series. So like when it's done well, I love it. But like, I feel like it's oftentimes just like meh, but I do like all of these books. Actually, all of these books I would like recommend to somebody, but it's just like, again, like it's just like not my favorite trope. So that's why I didn't hit my faves. And it's just like a least fave. Like it's just not my favorite, but um, okay. So I don't have a lot to say on this one because it's been a while since I've read it, but Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey is a second chance. And literally, so like what I do know from what I do remember from the book, it's male, female. Um, I don't think Tessa Bailey writes male, male at all. So it's male, female. Um, and the the couple in the book are married, but act or, or are engaged. They're, they are engaged, but they are like not in love. Like, basically, it's the story, you you go through the journey of them rekindling their relationship as they're in this relationship and refinding their love for one another. Because right now, in the moment when you start the book, they don't like each other and they're not in love, but they're engaged and they're keeping up this, like, hoax of, like, being engaged and going to get married. Um, it's really good, uh, but it is a slow burn because of that trope. Um, and I, but I, I enjoyed it when I read it, I should say like, it's really good in the sense that when I read it, which was a few years ago, I believe, um, I did enjoy it. So that is a good second chance, um, romance, if you are interested in that one. And, um, Tessa Bailey's like really good with like the bantery stuff. Wouldn't you agree? Like she's really good with like yeah. language between characters. So like, I really liked that about the book too. Um, the next book is Hat Trick by Eden Finley. This is a male-male hockey romance. Am I wrong on that? Hat Trick is definitely hockey. Okay. 
Male, male. Is Hattrick hockey? Hattrick is hockey. Guys, I'm like the worst with my memory. I've said this before. It's my memory, but it's definitely hockey. Um, but it's by Eden Finley, and it is such a good second chance romance. Um, so <laughs> I can't wait for you, Morgan, because Morgan's read the first book of this series. It's part of the Fake Boyfriend mm-hmm. series. Um, and this book is book five. And I was literally just thinking the other day, like, damn, I really need to jump back into this series. It's really good. And like, this is my personal favorite. And I know it's Mad's favorite. Um, Shannon's favorite is Blindsided, which is book four. But, um, this book follows Soren and Jet and they are an age gap, male, male sports romance. Morgan you would love it um and they have um it's second chance because they uh they meet up and they hook up um and then there are several years go by and then they rekindle and you just see that story play out it's beautiful I love them I'm obsessed with them um and when you meet so like the series follows different couples in every book but like they're all a part of a friends group so like it's really fun because you like see each like person get like their person and so like by the Mm -hmm. time you get to this fifth book like you're seeing all of these other characters with their um significant others and how they all relate to one another so like it's really good um it's my personal favorite of the series so again second chance done right I love it um but it's a really good book. Uh, and then the last book, which happens to be a book we're going to talk about on the podcast. We're going to do an episode on it. Again, Morgan said we don't know when this current episode is dropping. So we don't know in relation to when All Your Perfects is dropping. But I believe by the time that this episode drops, um, all, the All Your Perfects episode will be out. So um, All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover is a second chance romance. Um I haven't read it in a long time. I've read it. Morgan has not, but so that'll be really fun. So like, I don't like really remember a lot of it, but like, um, Colleen Hoover, I mean, like a lot of people hate on her, but she's a really good writer. Like I really, yeah, she's a great writer. And like, um, I really love how she connects her stories. Like, this is something that I've always enjoyed about her writing. Like, I love when books up characters that don't necessarily relate. Like, so for the Fake Boyfriend series, they're all friends and they're all a part of, like, that world together. I love that Colleen Hoover, like, almost all of her books somehow, like, leave hints of other books, like little Easter eggs Mm -hmm. for each book. So they always connect somehow, like... Um, they're really good, but this is a second chance. I really don't remember a lot of it. I have to refresh myself on it, but if you're looking for a good second chance romance, I remember very much enjoying this book. Um, but, uh, it's male, female. And again, like her books are pretty good. So like Colleen Hoover's a safe bet if you're looking to get into like reading, um, right. different yeah, types for of sure. books, honestly, because most of her books have different ones. So, yeah. um, it's a good book. Yeah, for sure. And November 9 as well, um, it kind of connects with Ugly Love. So if you do want to read November 9, I would suggest reading Ugly Love first. Ugly Love first, yeah. Yeah, because there's something that's going to happen in November 9, and you're going to be so thankful that you read Ugly Love Mm -hmm. first. So would recommend that. And if you ever want to know, like, Colleen's reading order, I think she has it on her website. She She, has it on her website. And of course, like most of her books can be read as standalones, but if you want to experience like seeing all of the worlds kind of connect or the characters connect, you can follow her chart and it's kind of fun to read that way. Um, But as far as the next book that we are going to be reviewing, like, like Jenna and I said, we are kind of recording this episode off the cusp, so we don't really know what that next episode is going to be. But what you can do is stay up to date with us on our Instagram at BookmatesPod. And we normally give you guys a sneak peek each week for what we're going to be reviewing or what type of episode we're going to be dropping the next week. So definitely stay tuned there. But we want to also keep you guys updated on what we are currently reading. Um, I just finished this book called The Weight of Your Wishes by Bailey Nicole, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't really seen this book on Bookstagram a lot. I had actually, uh, it was recommended to me in like 
per, like preferred for you in my Kindle app. So I downloaded it. Um, it's a very short read. It's like 230 pages, I think. That includes the epilogue. Um, however, it is very spicy. It is taboo. So it's MM, um, age gap. I'm trying to remember if it was best friends. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting like confused with another book. It does not have the best, the best friends dad trope, but it is an age gap. It's like a 20 year age gap. I think one of the main characters is 21. And then one of the other characters is like 40. So it's a big age gap. There's light daddy kink in the book. So if you don't like that, this book may not be for you. Um, it's a weird to call it a slow burn because it's only like 220 pages. So like, yes, it's a slow burn, but also it's not because once you hit a hundred pages, like the spice hits and when the spice hits you guys, it's really hot. Like it's really good. It's an HEA. There's no like 75% breakup. It was a really solid book. So, um, would definitely recommend it. It's on Kindle Unlimited. I'm currently reading All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover. Um, Jenna and I are planning on recording an episode on All Your Perfects. So I'm really excited about this book. I've had it on my shelf for probably over a year. So honestly, I'm that episode to is going to drop next week for us currently, which yes. when you're listening to this, it, it's our, it's going to drop. It's, it's, it's going to already, already dropped. Be out. It's already yeah. there. So go listen to it if you're interested. <laughs> right. Yeah. So also currently I'm on audio listening to Exodus by Kate Stewart. And I want to just give some credit to the narrators. Um, I don't think like we talk about audiobooks a lot and we talk about like, you know, we give praise to the author and things like that, but I don't think we give enough praise to these narrators. Um, Retweet. This is, this series on Audible is the best narration of a book I've ever listened to you guys. Um, the accents, so they use different accents. They also like have real dialogue. So like when the when the guy is speaking, the male narrator is speaking. When the female is speaking, the female narrator is speaking. Like they're actually talking back and forth, like 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 a conversation. Like you know what? Like you know, in a dual point of view, where like it switches point of view, and you're in the female's mind, and then like mm-hmm. the female is making a male's voice. It's not like that in these books. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. The emotion in their voice, like it, like when I'm reading a book, I see a movie in my mind, but truly when I'm listening to this, it's like, I can see them in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like it's a movie. It's so good. You guys, um, it's book two. So Exodus is book two in the, in the Ravenhood trilogy, but, um, great audiobooks on deck. I have a couple of options. You can't. Wait, I'm looking at your on deck right now. You cannot read Unforgettable without me. That's like our thing we're going to do together. What the fuck? I know. It's just options. It's just me kind of thinking through. like your options when they disclude me. (laughs) I feel like I'm slowly approaching a book slump. Like, it's weird when you start to hit a book slump because it's like you don't really get excited for anything that Let's you're going to read. We'll t- I'll talk about my book slump in a second, yeah. but I feel that. So, like, yeah. if you need to read Unforgettable to get out of your book slump, then just do it, but yeah. whatever. Well, no, I need to read it with you. So, Unforgettable by Marley Valentine. I think that's the only, like, MM book by her that I haven't read yet. So, I'm, I know it's just going to be fantastic. And she says it's her spiciest book that she's written. So, oh, fuck yes. love that for us. Um, and then Mads and Jenna have been convincing me to read Vibe by Liza James with mm-hmm. them, which is like a spicy sapphic romance. Um, and if you don't know what sapphic means, that's female, female. So we'll see. We'll see which one I get to. But Jenna, what are you reading? Uh, okay. So let's talk about book slumps for a second, because I haven't completed a book like really truly completed a book I mean other than the bad wrong things like in a week like usually I've read several books Morgan to it can attest to this like I've read several books I've listened to several books I like blow through books but like I have been in such a slump nothing has spoken to me and like it's not because these books like I have so many great books downloaded on KU my KU was filled to the brim but I will also say here I go throwing Jenna under the bus (laughs) 
Jenna says this as she probably spends like eight hours a day on FaceTime. <laughs> like you can literally find Jenna on FaceTime like almost any time of the day. Literally. Okay. Mads and I have been on like a... <laughs> all day every day facetime well within our feral chat so like you can join in any fucking time you just don't because i can't like i have to get some reading in and do some shit listen and i'm like, like Jenna's i feel always like i'm there. also on facetime because i'm in a slump like right. i don't like ha- i haven't been like inspired to read like i feel like it's yeah. like writer's block but like reading block like i'm just like not inspired i did read um a little last night and like I like I'm just like avoiding reading I'm gonna try to read okay so okay so I finished bad wrong things um been in a book slump currently reading I'm still reading listening to take care of us by in a by um Johnny Holmes and that's on audio that book is really good I just haven't had like a lot of moments to listen to a book but I listened to a lot of it um yesterday so I'm really excited about that book it's a really good book I said it I think I said it earlier in this episode I don't remember if like I said it on the the recording we did the first time or the second time but I think it was this recording um it's really good so I'm really enjoying that um unpopular opinion apparently like I listen to books at like 1.75 to 2 speed like (laughs) 2.0 and apparently like all my friends think I'm fucking crazy but like I like listening to books fast and I find that this book is especially slow Shannon's gonna so come for me when she hears this (laughs) (laughs) oh she hates this but um so I listen to things at a really fast pace because I listen to them on like a fast speed so um I should be done with that one like today or tomorrow but um I'm reading we have till Monday which is actually turning out to be a great book like I'm really interested in this book and I'm really loving it um it's by Cara D and it is a so again like just always read ahead if you don't want to go into blind and find out something that you don't like but it is a daddy kink book and um it's mmm so 3ms mail 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 um and it is turning out to be a lovely book um and i'm really excited about it on deck <laughs> it's the same as the episode we did for, for the fifth week in a row for the fifth week deck. in a row is mountain talk by km newold and mia monroe i have to finish it guys because the book club is this weekend so i also, will be reading it let me just say that it will get you out of a slump it's so hot yeah like, matt said that read it's it. on on page seven so it's so good <laughs> I'm really interested in that. And then On Deck is Vibe by Liza James, like Morgan said. And then On Deck for my audio, um, C.E. Ricky told me to listen to this, so I'm going to listen to this, although it's Minimal Spice. It's When You Come Back to Me by Emma Scott. Um, it's I think it's book two or three in the series. I think it's book two, but you don't have to read them um, in order or read them all at all. Like, they're standalone. So You lost I'm gonna me list- at Minimal Spice. Like, I know, the I know. Minimal oh, Spice don't came even out talk of your to mouth. me about Minimal Spice when the first book of that duet you just read was, like, nothing but grinding. So, no, 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 no. Okay, but book two? But you had to time. read a whole 500 plus pages to get to book two. But it's a duet, and the spice happens. But like, but I it's a, it, okay. Fair, fair. You win. Anyways, I don't even know how much spice minimal means to CE, but like, we'll right, find out. that's true. But like, it's emotional wreckage, and I guess I'm just prepared to cry. I should ask her if it's an HEA. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep me updated. Right Let me know if that's one. If I, I think you'll read. like it, I'll tell you to listen. Um, but I'm okay. So I feel like I can handle it more because I'm gonna listen to it as well. And she said that the narrator is great. So um, I actually think she used one of the narrators for her book, Don't You Dare. Not me, like, waiting for River of Rain to come out on Audible. Like, is that going to happen? I don't know how, like, audiobooks work, but I don't, like, quote me on this, but I feel like um, it depends on, like, when certain, like, people are interested in, like, making a book an audiobook versus if she would have to, like hire and do it herself so I think that all depends on like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so I'm assuming like certain books of hers are on audiobook already because they had like a more of a demand but like if we just keep making spam accounts and like 
piping don't you heard <laughs> up our river of rain then like which is so sure. wild to me because river of rain is literally the best literally thing the i've best ever one. read in my life the literal best ones i don't know why people are so crazy <laughs> like they're yeah. clearly the best ones so good but yeah so um those are my books <laughs> do you want to talk about our names quickly before we go yeah, so our sign-on names, whenever we join, like, our recording and our podcast platform that we use, we have to sign on with a name. So we try to make it... Um, and we never know of, what we're signing on as, like, each other. Yeah, we, we never sign know. On. So it's a surprise. But uh, we try to make it in relation to the episode. So mine was Miscommunication is the Devil. Which but really, what is your real one said, now, though? <laughs> Now it says so annoyed because Jenna and I got like probably 20 minutes into recording this podcast and like all of a sudden the podcast like kicked me out. I like, like it like literally kicked me out. So then we had to re-record. So now my name is so annoyed. But before it was miscommunication is the devil, but it should have said miscommunication and amnesia is the devil because I hate amnesia. And mine is fucking miscommunication because I hate miscommunication so much. And it leads to so many terrible tropes all along with like yeah. other things. Like I just don't like it as you guys have now understood. Right. Um, this episode. So I think it's safe to say that miscommunication and amnesia are like our absolute. I think it's safe to tropes. say that if you are looking for a miscommunication book, don't come to us and please don't recommend <laughs> one to us because we yeah, don't want it. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Like, save that for somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So as a social media reminder, remember to follow us. We are at Bookmates Pod. And again, that's not podcast in our handle. It's just at Bookmates Pod. Um, you can also find both of our personal bookstagrams linked in the bio of our Bookmates Pod um, Instagram account. So also give us a follow at Turning the Pages and at Breathless Books. And then Jenna has a social media shout out as well. All right. So this week, our social media shout out is her handle is at Megan, M E G A N. Woodland 624 at Megan Woodland 624. Um, she messaged us on Bookmates on our Bookmates account yesterday. Um, and I actually happened to see it. Guys, if you don't know already, Morgan is like the main Bookmates pod Insta person. Like I hop on every so often, a lot of the times accidentally, because when we get notifications, like I click it by accident mm -hmm. and then it switches me. Um, I try my best to go on every so often, or at least like once a day for a hot second. But like Morgan is like the main person. Um, and so like, also like, thanks to Morgan for doing that. But, um. And thanks I to Jenna to... for thanks for to Jenna for literally editing every single one of our podcast episodes. I mean, it's not that so, hard. Morgan, Morgan makes it seem like something bigger than it is. It's really not that hard. Um, but you're welcome. And thank you for like doing all of the Insta stuff. Like she takes the picture, she makes like the graphics, like she does it all. So um, she's also most likely the person talking to you. And there's like usually a way to decipher. Like more Mads always knows when it's when we switch. Typically, I will have typos in my text when we switch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I just had to laugh at that. You're okay, dirty. <laughs> Typically, <laughs> I have typos in my texting messaging. I also use capitals a lot in my typing. So, like, if you're trying to figure it out, if it seems like someone who's extra nice and like doesn't have typos, it's Morgan. And if it's anything <laughs> else, it's probably me. But um, so I actually uh, saw Megan's po or message, which was very exciting for me. And uh, she messaged us yesterday and found us through Akatar Podcast, which if you don't know who Akatar Podcast is, you clearly haven't listened to any of our other episodes. We're obsessed with them. Um, their podcast is amazing. It's full of spoilers. So if you want to listen to that podcast, know that if you haven't read the full Akatar series at this point, and a lot of books by Sarah J. Moss, like you're probably going to be spoiled. But um, I have to uh, say one thing. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt our spotlight. I can hear it. 
I can hear it. So if you guys can hear it too, I apologize. I have my dog in here and she keeps making these noises that sound like a fart. <laughs> so I just want to say, talking about? I am not shitting my pants. <laughs> first of all if i had heard that i would have like edited out the sounds behind like if i listened to the podcast if i heard like like, i would have gotten rid of it because that's so gross like sometimes sounds like i'm over here like (laughs) shitting myself sometimes i have to sometimes i have to um edit out because I'll like burp and not mute my mic <laughs> oh, God. and that's so gross so like uh yeah I would have edited that out but I'm glad that Morgan put that disclaimer <laughs> in so I will be leaving the sounds in if that is the case but I heard nothing on my end which probably means that there is no sound and you just Good. interrupted our spotlight for fake farting noises but I'm so sorry, Megan. We love you so much, but I did not want that to be like in the background of us spotlighting you. So there we go. The disclaimer is done. She pulled it back. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so let's just restart our social media shout out since we've gone off on two tangents during it. Our social media shout out is at Megan Woodland 624. She messaged us saying how she found us through Akatar Podcast, LOL. Um, and she said she has added so many books to her TBR from listening to us, which honestly like makes my day so happy. Like it, it made my day. And I love she's that. just like so sweet and so encouraging. Like she's like, keep up the good work. And then, <laughs> and I just like read the rest of the messages because then like I responded, clearly popped off, didn't look at it again, and then she responded and I didn't respond back more. Did she said I sound like Mads from Akatar Podcast, which I find so funny because my voice is so shrill and high pitched, and I think it's just because of our volume. We're both very loud, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's really funny. Uh, and I've been FaceTiming with Mads a lot, so I'm probably taking on her personality traits. Sorry, Mads, I'm just becoming the new Lace and Lit. Um, but we were so happy to like get your message, and guys, like seriously. We appreciate those messages so much. It literally makes our day. It we makes love our day. That, we love that you reach out to us. It makes us smile. And we're often like sending screenshots to each other of like, oh my gosh, like this person said this or like, look what this person like commented or like it, it brings us so much joy. So please don't stop. Like we love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. And we just really appreciate you listening to us because like we never thought we would have listeners as we say every week. So we actually noticed, um, well, Morgan noticed noticed that this the episode we dropped today which is the 24th of august already has 20 plays and we didn't announce we like kind of like slacked on like announcing the drop of the episode until like Mm -hmm. later on today um and we already had 20 plays so we're like someone like people are like actually listening people are like they're seeking out new episodes from us yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was really exciting for us so like yeah we were just really excited um and we just wanted to shout out Megan because her message like literally made our day. So thank you so much, Megan. Um, but yeah, guys, so make sure to join us next week to add a little bit of spice to your life. And until then, keep it spicy. Bye. Bye.